You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 285 of PHP Ugly, the white van free candy of the PHP community. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me tonight is John Congdon. Can I have Twizzlers, please? Do you have Twizzlers on that van? And Tom Rideout. I'm, I'm not a party to that at all. Are you a Twizzlers fan, John? Because I, I am I, I'm one... Twizzlers all the way. I am one of the few people I know who prefer Twizzlers over Red Vines. What? And my kids and wife think I'm nuts. Well, that's no. because I'm, Twizzlers are if they made a candy out of a candy. It's like they had I'm ride or die Twizzler. Licorice existed. I can't do the and then they're like, but what if it was candy licorice? And you're like, no, but it is. And then they're like, Twizzlers. And you're like, oh, I get what you mean. Is it 285? Did I, did I, do I have the wrong, uh, so our Discord's already ch- chatting in. We're, we're already getting title requests. It's two eighty four. Oh, okay. All right. Not judging. All right. Did you did you oh say two eighty five when you when you introed? Maybe you said two eighty five. I might have missed it. Oh, maybe I said two eighty five. I don't know. You're don't listening know. to two eighty four in case that matters. Discord. So there's so much to be talked about in Discord. If you'd like to join us. You can join us at discord.phpugly.com. But more importantly, John made an executive decision last week. And if you really want to get all the like extra bits of the show, you're going to have to start watching us live. Because John has implemented a rule. <laughs> we're even trimming the YouTube channel now. Really? So we're taking out we're taking out the pre and post discussions out of the we, YouTube. We we stayed on after last week and as we were talking, we keep saying how this is for people on Discord like the after show. I'm like, but it's yeah. around forever on YouTube, right? Well, like, not only that, but we really incriminate ourselves <laughs> after the show. We, we say like, we say a lot of stupid things after the show. God, do we start? We talk about some dumbass stuff. Then it was a rough. It was a rough play. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. doesn't YouTube Studio allow you to trim it? And he went in and looked. And he was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's do that. Let's start doing that, okay? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Well, let's let's tighten up the the YouTube channel a little bit. Maybe we'll get one or two more subscribers. That'd be nice. Yeah. Would be nice. You can always go for a couple more subscribers. Plus, oh, the, the people in, in, that join us in Discord Live are really close to our hearts. Yeah, literally. I usually keep my phone right here in my pocket. It's just, you know, <laughs> it just makes me feel good. You're my arc reactor. Of of the PHP world, our Discord. I don't know, man. I'm I'm kooky today. I've been I've been driving a lot, so you've come down to San Diego twice today. What the hell's wrong? Twice today. I got double. I I got an electric vehicle. I can drive wherever I want now. (laughs) I don't care about gas. (laughs) Oh man, it's funny because Tom, what's up with you? You're you're being you're being very very quiet. No, I got. I always get nervous. I got accused of of drinking before the show early on. Like, wait, wait, wait! Accused, only accused, <laughs> or no? Wait, accused or asked? It's only an accusation if it's not founded. <laughs> you don't admit to it. <laughs> it goes from tr- being I'm, accused to being noticed. <laughs> I am. I am just being cautious. Because I have I have already spent most of my day Drinking? in a, a series no a series of long winded rants and and I knew that I was going to bring it to the podcast and then my wife had a bad day at work and it was and was like hey you know before you do your podcast we should go out and I was like that's a terrible idea but let's do you it had a, you had a, no you had a bad day I'm not going to like. You know, alcohol is not the best way to deal with a bad day. Matter of fact, I don't drink when I had a bad day. I only drink mm. when I had a good day. What? Well, you, boy, it's good you to know backwards. that you're better than me. I, I drink when I have a bad day. <laughs> do you really? I drink, I drink when I have a bad day. I drink when I have a good day. So I'm not a bad day drinker. I'm not a. I'm not an angry drinker really? either. Like when I'm up, like 
I don't know. I enjoy my scotch a lot, and I need to be in like in a good mood to enjoy it. I don't want to not enjoy it. Guys, well, no, I, I. So I only drink a, a couple times a week, but if I have a really bad day, I'm like, I need a beer right now. It's just, I don't know. It's just where I am. I, I'm more of a schedule person. It's just uh, this, is, <laughs> this is this is the day I do this from morning to night, sometime in that that frame. Uh, oh, funny! It's, I it's been a rough it's been a rough week, and for you or the wife, the, both. The realization for me, the realization today that about eighty to ninety combined hours of my work has been because of somebody deleting a default value from the Laravel <laughs> Q service just sort of pushed me over the edge. Like Laravel, so you- Laravel, when you implement Laravel queuing systems, the supervisor or horizon, there are, there are default values for the number of retries on a job and finding out that somebody deleted that value and that it defaults to infinite when you do that and costs another million dollars. <laughs> Can't get into specifics, but realizing just on the work that was done to diagnose why cues are running out of control. Thomas, you are doing a fantastic lead in to a question that was posted in our discord. If you join us in our discord, Discord discord.phbagley.com, you'll see we have several channels. And one of those channels is show questions. And A. Woods posted a question in there today. Serious question for Shokum. I don't know why he calls me out, but whatever. With everything you have going on now. Nope, that's the wrong question. Sorry, let's back up. Where did the question go? I don't think it was in show notes. I think it was general. Was it in general? I think it was in general. Where'd it go? Okay, somebody posted a question about... Uh, review the review process. Um, right. GitHub and they called somebody else out. I think GitLabs and how we do PR reviews. Wait, was this uh, I know it's oh, D, yeah, it was D Goosen's in there. It was uh, today asking all of us sh- how how do we do code reviews? I find it very painful to deal with this in the GitLab GitHub web environment. On the other side, I have not seen any efficient ways to deal with this in PHP Storm, and they haven't checked PH, uh, VS Code. So, so first, let's off, start with that, Thomas. Well, no, so, uh, going back. Well, I want to say, no, all, let's, wait, wait, wait. let's talk. Let's uh, talk. Let's talk. All of your PRs are code code reviewed. So, how peer-reviewed. could code reviewed, peer reviewed, whatever? How could somebody removing a def- default value get through that? And one of my favorites because you have that evidence. One of my favorite tools is Git Blame. Yes, <clears throat> and I, I, have I have that in, in in PHP Storm. I have that set up where you you hover over the the gutter and it will yeah. tell you who touched that line last. I, I have it set up so that it, it extends the current line you're on, so it's always telling you who to blame for this line. Hmm. Oh, I've seen that, and I will tell you that this change was made a month before I joined the company. And you just oh, so so, been, so it's been there for a long time. So it never yeah. made it through code review. This okay. was part of this was part of the conversion from a legacy application to the current version that we have now. And it just so, always was. Now I have a I have a follow up question. <laughs> is is this really to blame? Were you blamed Horizon? Is this the reason that you ran up that bill a couple months yes. ago? Yes. <laughs> So it wasn't a horizon issue, like you said. No. And the amount of money that I'm sure we spent resolving what I believed was to be a horizon issue or a Laravel Q's issue was because when horizon is installed, it gives you a default config file. And that default config file has the number of retries set to six. And before the first commit was even submitted to our system, they had deleted that line from the config file. Oh, well, wow. they couldn't have deleted the line, they right? Because then, then that it would it would lose that configuration setting it, altogether. It did, right? That's what he's saying. The and initial file was committed infinite. with without it. No, but but I'm saying there there's there's a that's setting a variable, right? I mean, that's setting something in that config file. So if you delete the line, that variable would be gone, and which I'm means sure, that, no, which means that it defaults to null. 
which Horizon interprets as run indefinitely. When a job fails, I'm, run I'm indefinitely. I'm not going to challenge you on this. I, I question that fucking better bit. not. Wait, wait, wait I'm, I'm, why are you questioning that? Because that makes sense to me. Okay. I, I'm being serious. What, what do you... What, what's the I, question? I, I don't. I, I don't think. It, I don't think it would. I. I would have to. I would be interested to test that. I think. I think an exception would be thrown somewhere. I think like a lot of things. There. There are like the defaults. If it's not set for a number of retries, I could see infinite being like, okay, you didn't tell me how many, so I'm gonna just gonna keep trying forever. Well, that's the thing. In in, in the config file, you can either pass it something from your .env file or it has a default set, right? So what I'm saying is I believe that if that entire line's removed, I think the code would have caught that and thrown an exception. PRs are welcome, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so I could be wrong, and I'm not going to question you on it. Let's just assume, because you were so right the first time on this topic, let's assume you're right this time on that very <laughs> same topic. We we all he, know we wait, can't question he's, Thomas. He's, he's, he's always a, right. No, but he was admitting that he was wrong the first time. So I'm assuming that he, Do, he doesn't make him right the second time. I, Chad, just, I understand that you're trying to provoke me. No, no, I'm defending you here. I no, think you're I mean, right. Eric's on this one. trying to provoke. He's talking me. about me. Yeah, <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> I'm happy you found the the answer though, because I've been wondering like how that happened. Like why why did it run up such a large? So bill? have I. And now you have an answer. So that is a good thing. But let's go back to Degusen's question about code review in general. This happened prior to you getting there. And this was before you had code review process in place, right? Yes. And what have you, what steps have you taken or the company taken as far as code review since you've gotten there? Well, like I said, this this wouldn't have shown up in code review because the file when you in, when you bring Horizon into a Laravel environment, the file gets created for the first time. And if you delete that line from the file and then commit Nobody for the first it. time, it never shows up as being a changed value. So Unless was, somebody knows the default config file, which I back sh- I should have, I absolutely should have. That's my fault. But we, but you said this so happened before I, you got I, I, there. I, I, I so wanna, I want to I want to continue poking the bear on this topic for a second <laughs> because I'm curious about something. So so you're saying that the first time you did all that troubleshooting and you resolved the issue, you never actually found this problem. And follow up question: How did you then resolve the issue? Like obviously you're accounting for that somehow and taking in yes. handling it. We we implemented a custom rate limiting middleware, <laughs> but you didn't need to if you had the config setting in place. Yes, gotcha. Okay, continue, John. I am sorry I interrupted. No, I, I'm defending you still because you said this happened prior to you starting. So there's nothing for you to be blamed on. Like you, you keep saying, I should have known. You're not going to go through and check everything, right? I mean, that's a Hughes- hard thing to find. No, it's not because queues with Laravel have long been a sticking point for me. You've known I hate Laravel queuing forever. I should have come in and looked at what the retry variables were set to first. Like, why is this thing running indefinitely? Let me check the retry rates. And finding out that the supervisor did not have a defaulted retry rate was like... So I'm I'm trying to diagnose the problem on a, a job that does have a retry, like manually set on it which is the thing that you you can do with jobs. And I'm looking at it and it says the retry on it is one, except that the behavior for chained queues and batched queues is different. And we have a webhook that when it, when a job successfully executes, gets called and performs a series of checks and reruns things if necessary or doesn't. And it, a, along a series of behaviors that are very, very hard to diagnose. And what I ended up on today was basically saying like, yes, we, I still don't know why I started getting these looping behaviors in the jobs, but I know that it has something to do with the retry values being set to infinite. So try, like, our system is very, very complicated. It has lots of conditionally applied jobs that execute based off of other jobs that finish successfully and actually a whole branching system so that if a job fails, 
another job that acts as a failover takes over and performs its actions. And <clears throat> so it's hard, to te- it's hard to say exactly why what was happening was happening. But I know- Not anymore that, though, right? But, well, no, I, I still can't find the place where the job <clears throat> should have, like, would have programmatically restarted itself again because it should have followed the rule that was set in the job itself. But I did find other related jobs that were being called sometimes synchronously, sometimes not, that didn't follow the endless looping behavior. So I found a solution, but I couldn't find the problem. So again, not being a Laravel developer, I ran into something similar recently where I use Beanstalk, and if you don't give it a time to run, it defaults to a minute. Or you can set how long a job should run. And if it doesn't complete within that time, it just goes back under the queue automatically. Nothing to do with PHP. It just It's part of the Beanstalk protocol. So I had jobs set, even though I set it to five minutes, it was because of the way the code was written. Some jobs were taking longer. And then all of a sudden I had 1.6 million jobs going. And I couldn't figure out, like, why is this such an issue? What's going on? And it, it turned out it was because... If I limited the number of workers to like 10, 12 at a time, everything was fine. But if I let all of the workers, like all the available workers work on it, which was sometimes 60, 70, 80, 90 workers at a time, I had a locking mechanism in there. So it was sitting there waiting its turn, getting past that five minute timeout. And then basically the process that was running would still finish the job, but Beanstalk Mm -hmm, would mm -hmm. put the job back onto the queue. So now the job would get run two, three, yeah. four, five times. Yeah. So it could be something very similar to that. Oh, and, and don't get me wrong. I still hate queuing systems. <laughs> they are hard to debug for sure. And I don't feel any better about them yet. But it's not a horizon but issue. Hopefully, hopefully this fixes the issue and I can start to try, like start to get comfortable again. I feel like it's one of those memes. Tom was like, it wasn't a Horizon issue. And John's standing behind him. It never was. <laughs> All right. I mean, let's get back I, to I had No, I had a two-hour phone call with my buddy at work where I, I was close to tears just being. Well, let's see if we can't get you all the way to tears by the end of the show. I, I feel no. like we can, we're off to a good start. <laughs> You're going to try, right? No, I, I took my medicine <laughs> immediately after that phone call. All right. All right. We'll get back to our weeks later. I want to get back to Degusen's question about code review because this is a fascinating topic to me. So okay, let's go so- back to that. Now that you – now this happened before you started, before code review was a part of your process. <laughs> yes. I know we've, we've touched on this kind of in the past. What is your code review process now? Pull request is open. What? How do you do code reviews? So the first thing is, is that we have default reviewers for all of our PRs, which are generally considered the senior developers amongst the teams, like all of the teams. And so when I'm looking at something, when I'm looking at my list of PRs to review, like right now I have five. The first thing I look frame? for... Do you have a time frame you're supposed to respond to those in? ASAP, generally. But like one gets open at four, are you expected to respond today? No, no. It, so do you have that in place? Like you have X hours to respond to it. And if it's not done by end of day, next day is fine. You could say no, it's okay. It's, it's, like, not, we don't, it's, not, it's not defined. I can I, Well, let me say the first thing I do is I look at if the PR is or is not in my wheelhouse. So like I, I, when I wake up, first thing I do is PRs and email. And when I log off, the last thing I do is PRs and email. So for about two hours, you do PRs and emails. We get it. It's about seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> Got about one hour of actual work. He rolls out of bed around two, two in the afternoon, works for a couple okay. hours, goes okay. back to okay. bed. This, there are people I work with who listen to this podcast. <laughs> we are just joking. We're giving Tom um, our time. So there are there are some areas of our code I am totally foreign to, and I'm added to the PR as a default reviewer. Really, the Horizon config files one of them. <laughs> oh, was I not muted? I, I'm sorry, Tom. No, it's on. okay. I can mute you. <laughs> we saw what. There we go. Uh, if it's if it's in my wheelhouse, I deal with a very like I deal with a very specific area as what I call my 
area of the code. Um, I, I took ownership and just said, this is my stuff. Other people can work on it. That's fine. But it's my, <clears throat> it's my thing. I know it inside and out. I immediately okay, go but- to that and review it very very carefully okay but when you say you have default reviewers does let's say a junior developer opens a pull request or do they know who to assign it to or are they assigning it to 10 people it assigns itself so we have a setup we have a setup in GitLabs that says when you create a pr add these six people as reviewers well that's that not sounds any one though that's uh, so i i know i know, I, I know github's too. interface GitLab may be similar in github you have be. reviewers and an assignee or assignees. Mm-hmm. Does GitLab work the same way? Uh, no, we just have reviewers. Okay, have okay re- so when when you when when you have multiple reviewers automatically assigned, it's not assigned to any one reviewer. So how do you guys determine between the group of you who's doing the reviewing? So our pipeline requires two passing reviews to continue in Jira. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's just a matter of hey, whoever has time to look at this. If you if you yeah. give it a blessing, check it off. If not, you know. Yeah, but do, there's do there's but there's also an understanding okay. that if if this is a funder's ticket, I need to pass it. Someone yeah. else shouldn't pass it on that. Yeah, like obviously. they shouldn't be they shouldn't be the second reviewer. So, but it's it goes an, to, but it's an understanding, but it's not a rule. Yes, like it's, an understanding. it's not a it's not something you could programmatically put in place. Okay, not yet. We're working right. on that stuff. All right, so, so PR is open. Six six people are requested to review from. Uh, yeah, six. So we have six default reviewers. Uh, when I'm doing something that deals with operations, I will add someone from operations, and I will comment in the ticket that this ticket should not pass without operations approval. But that okay. does, that's well, not that's, enforced that's in any way. That's just a, a policy of mine. Okay, let's let's just let's let's move on to this because sure. I'm cu- I'm curious where we get to. So so let's just say two people re- review it and approve it. But yes. what is what is your process of actually doing the review for your piece of the code? That's 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 what I want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. So I idyllically I would start with the tests, make sure that there are tests assigned, read what the tests do, and get an understanding of what is being tested here. Then compare the tests. Well, actually, okay, starting off, read what the ticket description is. Make sure that the that I understand what's being attempted. Then go in the code, check the tests. If the tests are not checking something that is in the ticket, then say, why aren't you checking that this is a PDF? Or why aren't you checking that this call is being sent or not sent? Then once I once I believe the tests, go into the code and start doing syntax checks. Uh, basic linting and uh, code compliance stuff. Is there a, is there a comma after every uh, element of an array? Uh, are you using the format that we have agreed upon for calling objects from hmm. facades? Stuff like so, that. So you're, you're, you're just looking, yeah, you're just looking at a high level, you know, glance over the code. Yeah. Now, if it's a junior developer, I am much more particular on a line by line basis. I say, hey, you used a switch statement here. It's not the optimal execution. We prefer to use a match statement here. Or, hey, there's a, a, a case here where you're not returning anything when you should be returning null or a value, um, you know, linting type behavior. Okay, so you do you do that for junior developers? I, I, I yeah, I do. All right. So, so, so after you do that that review, you've done you've you've checked tests and stuff. Is there anything else you do? I look very much for things that I don't understand. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've talked a lot in the past about code smells and like how code smells aren't necessarily a great thing to like base your programming off of, but code smells are a great thing for reviews. When you get okay. to a block of code and you're just like, it just, it's just a blurry block of code. You're like I. You're like doing a bunch of stuff all at once. And none I, of it- I had to read this five times to understand right. it. That's a code smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Split that up into a couple methods that are named for what they're doing. Um, because code that that code smell of like, yeah, yes, it's using short functions and MapReduce, but you're doing you're doing so much of that all at once that you're starting to make magic happen and each line doesn't quite make sense. Right. If, if you're, if you're combining a bunch of array maps and array reduce and, 
and those things together, you can often separate those out into separate functions to make it much more clear what you're doing. Right. And and you can you can also get yourself into weird edge case territory where something's not returning a value that you are damn sure you should have right here. But you're you're already four levels deep into a map reduce and it's not gonna do it. So Oh, so get so John in Discord says GitLab does have the ability to define an assignee and a re- reviewer. And something that I strive for both in Diego Dev and Foamburner <clears throat> is we we have assignees of a technical reviewer, somebody that looks at the code overall, and a functional reviewer, somebody that, you know, is supposed to actually test the code before it goes live. And usually those people are much more fluent in the application, knowing all the weird edge cases, and preferably a third QA reviewer, if we can get to that point. So, so it'd be nice to have all those people. At, so, yeah, so as as a senior developer, I I would consider myself the functional reviewer, where I see that you're calling something or you're writing a new map reduce for something that we already have handled somewhere else, and you just didn't know about it, and that's fine. But that happens a lot. Where right. the, most of our comments right now are you need to dry this up or you need to call the correct method because we have a lot of edge cases handled elsewhere in helpers and models and stuff like that. So going back to what I was saying, ideally technical review, functional review, QA review. So we, we assign reviewers and then you assign a single assignee. That's whose court the ball is in. Like at any point you look at a review and you say, this is on you right now. Instead of saying, this is on any of you where it sounds like you have it assigned to six people at one time, which can be confusing. It's like, no, this is on you right now. You have to do this or else, right? And ideally, for for me, it's technical review first. The person's going to go through, going to look at the code for obviously obvious code smells. Are you following our coding standards? It's not even going to get to that person if PHP CS doesn't pass, which should catch those commas at the end of the arrays. It shouldn't be something you're looking at. Hopefully PHP stand is in place to catch some of the other major things that are in the code that, again, you shouldn't have to be looking at when it can be automatically done. So you have your automated tests first. Technical reviewer says, yeah, this this follows all of our coding standards. This looks like I, I'll, t- I'll share a personal story in a few minutes, but everything looks good technically. Then it goes on to QA, QA signs off and does their thing. If you have a QA person, we're trying to get to that point. And then it goes to the functional reviewer who actually pulls the code down, tests it. At that point, it's signed off and can be merged. So from a technical perspective, I like what you're doing of looking at the test, making sure the tests cover use cases, which makes sense. And I just want to answer the question at Discord that... It depends on the size of the PR. Sometimes you can do it directly by looking at the code in GitLab or GitHub. Sometimes you actually have to pull the code down to do a better thorough research of of the pull request. Because if it's more than a, a handful of files, it's a pain in the ass to do it online, right? Well, okay. That's another thing is that Laravel has a lot of helper functions, especially mm-hmm. around collections that I'm not 100% familiar with. And if I see something while I'm doing the review in Git, in Bitbucket or GitLab that I, I just like don't quite understand, I need to control click through to see like where is that defined? What is it doing? I have to pull it in to an actual IDE. Yeah, to a point. I mean, if, if the tests cover that, then do you really have to deep dive into it, right? Yes, I do. Well, you do because you want to know, right? That's my job. Yeah. So, okay, technical review, QA, functional review, all that passes, and then you can merge it in. That That's my baseline. That's what I think should happen. Well, for us, it goes to testing after that, and testing is brutal. But isn't testing part of QA? What's testing versus QA? Well, I mean, yeah, QA. I mean, after we don't get into QA until the PR is approved. All right. So bottom line, Degustens, I, I hope we answered your question. There's so many ways to do it. I would love Ralph Schindler to, he was asking within uh, Discord some of the pain points and I would love to hear one, what your pain points are and some feedback from Ralph at some point. But, I, I, I got two, two follow-up questions I'd like to ask before we move on from this topic. Sure. 
Cool. Uh, one, how do you two, or maybe it's just an issue with me, but I'll, I'll ask this in general. It how is. do you two deal with uh, PR fatigue, like review fatigue, where you know you've 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 gone through four or five PRs already in the last day or two? Um, how do you do you do you have a practice to help you stay focused? Because that's my biggest thing. I get to the point where, you know, I'm trying to hustle through. I'm trying to get work done. And here I get another PR. And I, I'll do a lot of the things Tom talked about. I'll, if it's passing if it's passing tests, if it's passing all the formatting stuff, I'll do a quick glance at it and say, okay, this all looks good. And just, you know, approve it. How, how a, do you guys attack that? That's a damn good question. And I, I have to admit, there are times where you're like, I've, I'm so done with this. I've glanced through this. I can't see anything wrong and I haven't done the full review and that sucks. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that Mm -hmm. because as soon as that gets reverted, you know, it's on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What? No, it's not. Absolutely. (laughs) No, it's on the developer. (laughs) That explains everything. (laughs) But, but that is a damn good point. And it sucks because I often let, PR sit around way too long before I get back to them. Mm-hmm. And in general, I advocate for getting back to, if somebody assigns it to you, getting back to them within 24 hours mm-hmm. should be your minimum. But there are times where I'm like, I just, I can't do this right now. And then it sits mm-hmm. for a day or two. And then they mm-hmm. ping me. I'm like, fuck, I, sh- I really should get to this. Like, mm-hmm. um, if it's a, a PR that is just ridiculous, it's hundreds of files. There are times where you're like, I just, I can't. Luckily, most of us are very good at pattern matching. So as long as the PR is so specifically focused, like they did a search and replace and you can scan through it quickly, I might do that and approve it, but I'm not going to sit there and do a, a full review per se. So I, I handle those first. The, ma- the, the find replace stuff <clears throat> I handle first. The smallest PRs immediately but I take not off always, my list. But they're not always like that. Like, Ideally, so, a find and replace PR is separate there. from a, an actual code review, but it's not always like that. I'm getting there. Well, no, you're not. I had, if, a, I, had a, I had to coax you there. If I find that I am, I am reviewing something and I'm just like, none of this comes together. I don't see the interactions between the files. I don't see, I don't see the connections between how things are being passed back and forth. I take it back to the developer and I say, <clears throat> you've got a massive PR here that is very difficult to tell what's going on because things are so separated from their own behaviors. I need you to comment on all of it, explaining anything you think is tricky to me. Go in the in the PR, not comment in the code necessarily, but go in the PR and add comments and say, this is what this is doing. This is what this is doing. This is what this is doing. Break it down hmm. for me. Okay. All right. I, I, and I, I'm going to give you another question, and then we're going to wrap this topic up. We'll cut to our sponsor ad, and then we'll come back on a brand new topic for all the people who are still with us. Uh, my final question is, and this is this is one of the things I'm most guilty of. Okay, when you're in a state of PR review, and it's yeah, just when you're in a state of PR review, is that the correct time to address? coding patterns like in an example i'll give is and and i'm more picky about it when it's code that we're going to own 100 percent. less picky about it with client code because you know we have these um you know timelines of trying to get stuff pushed through and i don't want to trip up developers but irregardless a pr will get submitted for example and i'm a big fan of the repository pattern we've talked about this in past shows several times and i'll see something and i'll go back to the developer i'm like hey i really want this to be a repository with an with an interface so mm-hmm. refactor this and do this do you feel that's a bad time to implement that like is that something you should have that should have been scoped with the ticket saying hey we need this stuff done make this you know uh repository make this the interface or do you think it's acceptable to do it at the pr state if uh, to me it, the, so the the ticket seems way too broad at that point if they didn't have the knowledge to know how to, how to de- to develop it mm-hmm. so it may have been a very big ticket like just go build this feature versus at some point 
all the developers coming in and saying, okay, we have this massive ticket. What are the exact deliverables through the the entire thing? So, Mm. so it seems like it wasn't well defined to begin with. Okay. That's fair. Tom, I do two things. When, when something is wildly out of our coding standard, I comment on it and issue a change request on the PR. When something is slightly outside of our coding standards, like commas at the end of an array, or uh, the line is too long, you need to break it up by uh, method calls and whatever, I comment on it and approve the ticket if it's deserving of approval. So I can I say, basically, if you change this, then it doesn't change the the functionality of the ticket. It just makes it look the way we want it to. I want you to change it, but you have approval to merge once that's changed. I don't have to look at it again for you because you get what I'm saying. So again, I don't know GitLab. In GitHub, you can do you can make suggested changes. Mm-hmm. So so one commas at the end of an array should be caught by PHP CS. Not a I mean, it, hung it's up on silly. One, right? we, we don't we don't enforce PHPCS right now. You you're right. You should get to people should get to that point. I understand you don't. So, for a comma at the end of a, uh, an array or anything else where it's a simple change that I'm saying, hey, you should do this. GitHub makes it very easy to make a suggested change. So I don't say can, sh- I, so I don't say should. I will literally okay, or say, must. Yeah, I will literally or say must. you need to change it to say this, but I still approve the ticket because functionally it's not but, a problem. But what I'm saying is within within GitHub, again, I, I don't know GitLab, I can make the suggested change. I can put the comma there. So literally all they have to do is say com- commit change. Okay, so I can't do that. I can I can leave a comment on right. a line in a file. Right. So answering D. Goosen's question, GitHub. So he, he's saying when you when you do a, re- a review, do you only add comments or you, do you also correct? If so, how? Do you edit the PR or do you make an MR? I don't know what an MR is. Do you guys know what that is? Merge request. I've never heard of that or know. a PR. I'm just and guessing. when you do opt for a correction instead of a, a comment, very simple things for, hey, I know how this should look. You did it this way. It should look this way. I will add a suggestion, which literally does a diff, and then they can hit commit and do it. If it's something I don't understand, I'll leave a comment. If it's something that they really should do, and it's not as simple as adding a comma, I will leave a comment and ask them to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess I'm saying the same thing. And hey, you know what? If it throws an error, it throws an error, and it gets caught. It gets caught by our sponsor. How does it get caught, Thomas? By our sponsor. Honey Badger transforms you into a DevOps hero by combining error, uptime, and cron monitoring into a single easy-to-use platform. Stop wasting your time tailing logs and deploy with swagger. Visit HoneyBadger.io today to level up. Thank you, Honey Badger. Thank you, Honey Badger. Hey, can you do me a favor? If you're listening to us right now on YouTube specifically, can you please hit subscribe? Costs you nothing. Please Please. hit the bell icon. I don't care about the bell icon. Fuck that. (laughs) <laughs> I just want you to subscribe to us right now. <laughs> We're not trying to get advertisers. We just want to have some subscribers. No, no, we are trying to get advertisers. Come on, man. Well, we are. I mean, that's that's an obvious at some point. So, big week. We we're at the end of April, coming into the beginning of May, and PHP Architect is finalizing the magazine for the beginning of May. Uh, we Eric and I spent a lot of time on it today. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. trying to get it finalized. We always give an early release to the people who uh, provide content to our magazine, specifically the columnists, to get feedback before we actually do the final release. So we got that done today. So hopefully that's going out this week or very yeah. early next week. Or very early next week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. It's a good one, too. I mean, just so much content. We, we had to pull content from this month. We did. Yeah. Because... Otherwise, it would have been way too many pages. And by the way, it costs yeah. us money per page, so we have to limit that <laughs> to a little bit. <laughs> There's a very real reason why we cut the pages. <laughs> because it was yeah. it was so good. I, I hated cutting the content we had to cut. We actually cut two complete articles out of the magazine. Yep. 
We we had the. Well, we did, they're they're not cut. They got pushed back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So actually, it turns uh, out that uh, PHP Architect is highly censored now in an attempt to get Elon Musk to buy us. <laughs> so apparently, the more you censor no, wait, something, we would we maybe we weren't clear. We would never accept two million dollars from Elon Musk to buy our magazine. We will continue to censor didn't he, people. Didn't on he it. lose a hundred and eighty billion dollars yesterday on 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 his uh, test? Yeah, stock. I don't. Yeah, I, don't pay, I, I, I don't pay attention to yeah. any of that crap. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. What else? Back, do you want to talk about? I want to go back to Discord because I love the fact that people listen to us live and ask questions. So, Devin the Dev asks. Would you switch from PHP to Java or Python? If so, why? I recently started learning Java for an enterprise opportunity, and it made me appreciate Laravel so much more. And I actually have a, <laughs> I actually have a very good response to this. I do too. You, you go first because um, you know I'll, you have, you have both been of your responses. So, so you said switch. Why would you switch? You, they are tools in your tool belt. You use the proper tool for the proper job, right? I'm a PHP developer by trade as far as that's my main programming language. That's what I do on a daily basis. I picked up Java. I mean, I knew Java before PHP, but I was terrible at it because it's what I learned in college. And I was like, why would I ever use this? I relearned it after learning PHP uh, because I needed devices. to... <laughs> I needed to to write an Android application, and at the time, maybe still no Kotlin is now the thing, right? But at the time, Java Go. was the Android. What? Go, Go? and Rust. No, no. See, I, no. I don't know. What I'm John, is, John, John is right. You're you're right, John. You did you didn't let him finish. So Java was the was the prefer the Google preferred language for Android. It wasn't the yeah. only language you could use. Now now they have adopted. Kotlin. Right. Hey, well, don't so judge anyway, my judgment. I, I, I told you I was going to judge. <laughs> I picked up Java because I needed to write an Android app. I wrote the Android app for Java, in Java because I needed specifically an Android app. Doing it, if I, if I were writing it in an app that I wanted to be cross-platform, I would probably not do that, but what are you going to do? I needed an Android app. I learned, relearned Java, made it work. Uh, so, And Python is also amazing. I know Eric is a huge Python fan. I believe that works way better in the DevOps world than it does for the web application world, right? Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not a well, Python I, guy. I, I, I have input, so I'll, I'll, I will reserve mm. my my feedback here. No, I'm, at, I'm asking you right now. I'm not a Python guy. Well, well no, this it's, is a contest, so he has to respond in kind yeah. as a separate okay statement. So. There are all tools in your tool belt. Use the right tool for the right job. Right. Done. Okay, let me give you a better uh, answer, there, Devin. <laughs> the, the, the key word that John brushed over was opportunity, right? If you're a developer and you love developing and you have an opportunity to get paid to develop and it's not PHP, you shouldn't limit yourself to PHP. Fair. With that said, if I'm leading the charge, I'm as a developer leading a charge at this point in my life. And I have been that person. I love dabbling, dabbling in other languages, go Python. I mean, throw a language at me and I, I will, I will fire up Spanish uh, Vim editor and start typing. Right. But I've done this long enough where you have to come to me. If I'm making the decisions, you have to come to me with a use case and explain to me why I shouldn't be using PHP. That's and step app. You, you need to you need to have Electron. you know some some reason behind it, and that would be the only reason I would explore other languages. So, in your situation, if you have an opportunity to get an income that you feel is something you want, and you feel that learning Java is achievable to you'll get that income again, making a bunch of assumptions here. You're happy with the company and all that other stuff. Don't limit yourself. Be a good developer. Take the lessons you learn from Laravel. Take the lessons you learn from PHP and bring them into the Java world. Okay. Now, if you're, if you're good, good. If your question is more along the lines of if you were to move on from PHP and pick another language, which one do you feel is most approachable to John's point? 
Python to me has always been like a natural language language. Like it's so easy to read Python and Python's very approachable to write. I don't know if I would do that today. Python Python is one of those like one of the screwdrivers with all the heads on them that are interchangeable. Like Python can be fit to just about anything. It's really good at some very specific things, but it can kind of be fit anything. Um, depending on what interests you and what you want to do, like John said, you want to do desktop apps, you want to do mobile apps, you want to do science, scientific calculations. You know, you really gotta you really gotta look for the right tool for the right job. To John's point, I would be interested in looking at things like Rust, Go. I mean, these are languages Perhaps. that are going to usher in the next generation of developers. Okay, so minus one point for Kay, John Kay, for being the peanut gallery. Kaylin is asking if if Eric would code in basic. Basic is how I learned to code. I had, I, w- I had a basic <coughs> reference manual. My dad gave me some very basic, basic commands. Like very, like I was 10 years old at the time. Gave me a very introductory uh, intro into programming. When he was gone, one... While he was there, I'd watch what he did, and I would learn how to log into his computer. So he didn't know I was logging in because his password was Q1W2E3. I'm not judging, but this was damn it. Now I got to change my password, John. This was 35 years ago, um, but I I still have it today. A basic reference manual where I would turn to a page and it would tell me what the command was in basic, what it was supposed to do, what the return was, and I would try it. And I was just I was floored at 10 years old how this worked and started writing programs to ask my sister questions. I mean, my sister's seven years younger than I am. I mean, it sounds stupid today, but asking her how old she was, what her address was, what her phone number was, and telling her if she was right or wrong gave me an understanding of how coding worked. And from there, I went to this stupid little graphics program where this little dot ran across a, a line. It was, it like was I a drew a line. It was a turtle. No. It would jump over a break in the line and then it would climb a ladder. And I still remember to the day writing this thing where it would climb up this ladder and the ladder would disappear. And it, I had no clue why. Talking to my, my stepdad at the time, like, I don't understand why the ladder is disappearing. And he still couldn't tell me why because the way he described it to me, and again, this is how you talk to people, he was saying that when you do this, it puts this little thing up in memory. And he kept pointing to the corner of the screen of something being, being in memory. And I just, I couldn't grab it at the time. I didn't understand. He fixed my code and made it work. And I was still amazed, but I didn't understand why at the time. But it's those little it's, things that just make us developers. We were just talking about this actually this week while we were putting together the PHP Architect magazine. Which, again, if you don't subscribe, you should subscribe now. But one of the things we were looking when we were doing our final edit is how we could shrink uh, some code blocks. uh, Because, you know, people put in code in their article. And I was telling John how I I had a TRS-80 Cocoa computer growing up. And BASIC is what I ran on that thing. And I looked forward every month they had the Cocoa magazine that came out. And I would go get it and immediately start typing in the basic commands, the programs that that were in the magazine. And that's pretty much how I learned to plagiarize code. But nothing. So, no, this is interesting. So the verdict is in. You're both wrong, which is kind of of fascinating. Um, We have, all three of us have learned new programming languages. Now, it hasn't necessarily been Java or Python or Perl. But it has been uh, GraphQL syntax, uh, enough Node to run a WebSocket listener, uh, enough, you know, whatever, a GD to process an, an image. Th- these are all languages that we work with, and we work with them in very small parts. Now, as PHP developers, the vast majority of what we do is in PHP. That's true. And if you go to a position where they're, they say, well, the vast majority of the work we do is in Java, you're still in an environment, but you're going to reference all of the things that work correctly for you. If you need to process a PDF, you're, you're writing in GhostScript. If you need to process an image, you're writing in GD or ImageMagick. Those are all just wrappers for what you're working with. And if you need to write in GraphQL, uh, you're 
writing in a, a, a special JSON syntax that's specific to GraphQL. Are you answering his question? No, I'm just you're explaining just how you're both, stuff off. I'm just explaining how you're both wrong. We, we, <laughs> I, I, I don't we hear do, it yet. We do do this. We do learn different languages. We apply them where they apply. That, that wasn't so. You agree with both of us so far? Go ahead. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely siding with both of us. <laughs> Were we wrong? Good job, Tom. Good job. I would stay away Rude. from Java. Why? No, you can't. He, he has an opportunity to get paid to so do Java. Like you? <laughs> I would also. I would also. I would focus. I if I were to switch languages, I would focus on the popular framework for that language. I probably wouldn't try to deep dive into the internals of Java. I would start with their implementation of Java and whatever Java framework that there is. So like yeah, like getting the the idea of getting into no, Java. No, 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 yeah, we don't need to we don't need to extend on that. I, I think I think I think we all get what you're saying. Yeah, we need. I mean, to I, I like think that your Patreon's what we need to do. If you want to keep talking, keep talking. Just put up a Patreon uh, supporters, please. I would appreciate that. Thank that you. Oh, holy shit, we've been here for over an hour. You're you're always the one that wants to cut it. Cut it I'm su- no, I'm just surprised that it's been that long. Holy cow. I, I mean, we had a good 10 I mean, I got to glide tomorrow. Right? I'm sorry, sir. We've got, yeah, you yes. got to glide tomorrow. You gotta, no more butt let's, falls. Let's be clear. I hear. Oh, you, you pay attention to me on Facebook. That's cute. Yes, I do. Oh, got it. I've been trying to be better at Facebook. Okay. So I want to address the qu- a question that's been asked of me several times over the last week, and I'm not exactly sure why is your zipper down on purpose or is it an accident yes i'm on, on mastodon yeah so there's a PHP mastodon and it is blowing up right now with uh with all the uh twitter hype so i'm gonna throw that in our discord as well I, i'd hope to get to this a little earlier and have more of a conversation about it but this is a thing that's out there for anybody's interested uh, there's a lot of people jumping jumping into this thing. It's uh, it's been around for a long time. I think I've been on it for a couple of years. Just uh, basically, that's where everybody goes to hear to get updates from Sarah Goldman. Oh, because uh, <laughs> yeah. she's not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> well, that makes that makes sense. I would lead with that next time. I would say, "Hey, did you know Sarah Goldman's on our Mastodon channel?" Yeah, exactly. So you so you might want to check that out. Um, but I also have been pinged on Twitter, on Discord, on Telegram, on I mean just about everywhere. Somebody somebody sent me sent me a letter in the mail. I don't know how that happened, but the announcement for uh, release manager eight point for eight point two. Oh, yeah, this, PHP did, this did 8. come 8. up a couple 2. times, didn't it? <laughs> a couple times, and uh, <coughs> they're opening up. They're opening up um, the you know. For people interested to get added to the list, and you know, a lot of people have asked if I am going to be added to the list, if I was going to put my name back in, back in for it. Now, I'm not going to say whether I am or whether I'm not, because, you know, I like to keep people guessing. But there is a possibility I might put my name in under a, a, an alias. You know, maybe, maybe I won't. Maybe I will. Maybe there will be somebody named Eric, like the man or something. I don't know. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's not. I'm not saying it either way. It's not. Are you trying to ruin his chances? (sighs) Yeah, I don't. I I do not think I am going to try for 8.2. My plate is pretty full. Remember, when I put my name in there for 8.1, that was before we had PHP Architect and... A lot has changed since then, so uh, I realized that nobody in uh, the PHP core likes me, except for like two or three people who voted for me. So I can my yeah, but you've done this podcast for like four years. (laughs) Yeah, do you not pay attention to your own podcast? It's been more than four years. Yeah, it has. I think it's been like I think we're on like six now. Yeah, I I really think you should do it. Because I mean, talk no, about... no, 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 no. Do not. Is that a challenge? Are you challenging no, no, me? No, no, stop. Do not. I feel like He's... it's a challenge. No, 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 no. It's not a challenge. His plate is too damn full. Do you're prob- not. I mean, really? Probably, no. What are the right. chances I would actually get voted? It doesn't in. matter. I don't you're want probably you to right. be. I don't think stop. Eric could do it. Stop. 
I <laughs> nope. This is not a challenge could, to him. I don't do want. I don't, think I don't I want him do to do it. I don't want him to do it. He's got too much stuff going on right now. I feel like wow. it's a challenge. The number, nope, it's not the, a the number of people Eric. that don't want Eric to do it, I could count on. Uh, you know, my hands and Eric, like a couple other it's, blockchain. Hands. It's not a challenge. I don't want you to even put your hat in the ring right yeah. now. Next I mean, it's time. not a challenge in the way that it would be too challenging. So don't don't do it because I mean, I just feel like there's already a good list going. I just feel like there, you know my odds would be pretty low to begin with. So uh, yeah, I, no, I think I, I think I'd be safe. <laughs> this isn't a challenge. I don't. <laughs> I mean, who wants to be the I, guy I, that I, didn't I, raise his hand at an opportunity? I mean, look, he, it's, he, it, wait, wait, it hasn't wait, even wait, a week, he, and it's when, already five people on there. When he put his hat in the ring last time, it was prior to PHP Architect. It was like, this would be fun. It would. I would love to see him him do this, and I was very encouraging. Yeah, yeah. No, we've got too much okay, going on but right don't, now. But don't you remember no. how he suffered when he didn't win? Isn't that I, worth I, seeing again? No, I don't want him to not win. I want him to win, and I want him to win at a time when he can do the goddamn okay, job. Okay, yeah, no, so you're on board with this. You want him to be a PHP release manager. <laughs> yes, in the future, I mean, not John, right now. John, look. In case you're wondering what gaslighting is, pretty sure this my is gaslighting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't Maybe Maybe it's mansplaining. I'm not an expert. <laughs> and neither are you. <laughs> all right so it's, not the it's right clear time. no it's not it, the right time. i haven't made a decision yet <laughs> i mean it sounds like john's made the decision for you i have <laughs> it's a real uh real amber heard situation <laughs> hey. eric if you love me you will wait till eight three yeah now Nine. you just gotta now you just gotta shit on his side of the bed <laughs> I already give him a hard time about his gliding. I call it flying. Right. He calls it gliding. It's all the same. I'm doing it tomorrow. I hope now that you made me drink. Gliding is being to. nice. Falling gracefully is probably you, more. You saw it them is. up. You over start my kids. on the ground. You saw them start up over the my kid's baseball game. By the way, Eric came to my kid's doing baseball absolutely game. nothing. T-ball game. Just in a in a big swing. Wait, wait. Eric came to my kid's t-ball game today. On a day where he got three outs. Not him personally. He got three other people out. Amazing. I thought it was cool. Okay. Screw you guys. I forgot how, how excited it is to see such small people. Wait, did you say uh, T-ball? Do game? well. When it's T-ball. your small person. Yeah. How do you. It. Yeah, it's T-ball. How do you get someone out on a T-ball game? Oh, I guess yeah. uh, you're not as not as a pitcher. Like he caught three balls. Yeah, got, yeah, yeah. Got he got you. like runners out. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking he got three strikeouts on a, on a t-ball game. I'm really <laughs> no, putting no, things no. together tonight. You know what the yeah. cutest thing is? So I didn't have t-ball when I grew up. I, I think t-ball came along in a couple of years. It was invented like a few years after I started playing. That's a joke. I'm not that old. They just my club didn't offer t-ball. That's all I'm that's, saying. But that's just the that's was, the lawn dart talking. It's so cute. I had a joke for my wife. I'll share with you guys here in a moment. It's so cute seeing these really small. They're like people, but they're really small. Play this game. But the cutest thing of all was the catcher. This is T-ball. Nobody's (laughs) pitching. The catcher is standing back there, like way against the fence, totally geared up. He has the whole catcher gear on just standing there. I'm like... I'm going to steal that kid. Like, I just want to ca- take that kid and put him in a glass case because he is perfect. I, I love that. <laughs> they, they, they said they didn't do that last year. Yeah, because so, it doesn't make sense. Did somebody get hurt? <laughs> no, I, I think. No, COVID restrictions. It, it, it may have been. I don't know. All, all I know is. I've never, I've all never seen this that year before. They're I, doing I thought it. that was the cutest thing. Yeah. It is. Okay, I got pictures of it. I got a joke for you guys. This is a clean joke. Kalen, Kalen, you can use this joke. Okay, okay. You guys ready? How do you know when a joke is a dad joke? I told. It should be a parent. (laughs) (laughs) Cut it out. You see how good that was? That was a good one. All right, we're wrapping it up. That's it. I'm calling it for episode 200. And what did I say? 84? 284. PHP Ugly on this day in history, April 28th, 2022. I'm Eric. I'm John. Fuck Elon Musk. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly.
One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host named Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go.